0: Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your baby, your toddler, your preschooler's exhausting sleep habits. Episode 18 is continuation of naps, but now we're tackling the time when naps have to go away. We're going to dig into why they should be gone, signs that you will be looking for, how to do it, and what to do instead. So no one, first of all, likes it when I tell them that it's actually time to get rid of the nap. But I want to read a review from a family that I've recently worked with who got rid of the nap and saw some amazing success. Tina said, I am so glad I found you, Becca. I think getting the word out through daycare is great because I would not have found you otherwise. After working with you, our family routine and dynamic is much more calm versus chaotic and stressful. We spend more time as a family. We're able to get rid of the pacifier, put our son down to bed at the same time every night without a fight, and also notice an improvement in his attitude. Initially, I was hesitant. But I know that working with their son has changed our environment. We had a lot of contact with you, especially in the moment with bedtime. And it was helpful to have a quick response when we were struggling. We would absolutely recommend working with you because it works. And if it's not working, you alter it and keep altering it so that it does. You genuinely care about getting my child on a better sleep schedule. It takes time and consistency. But this is the best investment we've ever made in terms of sleep. Thank you so much, Tina. I appreciate that. It was an honor to work with you guys. And toddlers and preschoolers are incredibly rewarding because they can talk to you. I mean, it's amazing to get your baby to sleep well all night long, but when you get your toddler or preschooler, you can see what Tina shares, their attitude changes, their demeanor changes. It's like a domino effect that even goes into the daytime. So taking away the nap is actually a domino that is either hurting or helping your massive train go along throughout the day. So let's kind of talk about, first of all, why this needs to happen. So your three year old and up, they only really need 11 to 12 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. So no one likes it when I say, okay, it's time to get rid of the nap. Most people know it's coming because they're feeling the pain at bedtime or in the middle of the night or something. But it's actually time to get rid of the nap by age three. Sometimes this can happen earlier. My daughter, for instance, my oldest was two years and four months. And believe Believe me, I tracked that girl's sleep to a T for a month before I decided, okay, it's time. That was a little bit early. I oftentimes am working with kids at two and a half to three and a half and evaluating if it's time to cut the nap. And what I'm looking for are three things. If the child is actually fighting the nap that they're given in the middle of the day. So this was exactly what my own daughter did. I would put her in her crib at the normal time and she would have none of it. She was literally doing acrobats. Like she wasn't mad. She wasn't crying, but she was standing on her head. She was doing flips. I mean, like anything she could possibly do in that crib she was doing. I even caught some video of her finding a hat under her bed. She reached her arm through the crib slats, grabbed a hat, put a hat on, started singing and dancing. Like, seriously, I have a theatrical child, but it's Amazing, because she did that for weeks on end. And because she just would fight it, it would actually take her an hour and a half when I was about to go get her, she would crash. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll give you a little bit of a sleep because clearly you needed it. Took me a while to realize like, okay, this is actually a thing. So if you have a two and a half to three and a half year old and they are fighting that nap, they're getting in, maybe they really are fighting, like protesting. Maybe they're just talking, singing, dancing, whatever they wanna do. I want you to track this and see if they're doing this consistently for two to three weeks because taking a nap away is a big deal. And again, I want to see if there's anything else developmentally going on. So that's the first thing I'm going to look for. Are they fighting that midday nap? The next thing I'm going to look for is if they are taking a nap super easily, like you put them in their bed or they have a a nap mat at school and they fall asleep easily, Are they having a hard time falling asleep for bedtime? Meaning, are you going to put them down for bed and they are all about playing? They don't even seem tired. They're going through all the stall tactics and you're like, what in the world? It's bedtime, go to sleep. I often hear families say, my kid is not settling down into sleep until like 10 o'clock and it's so frustrating. Well, I'm gonna go back to the fact that your kid at this age only needs 11 to 12 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. So it's literally like a math equation. If your child is getting a one to two hour nap in the middle of the day, then it's going to take one to two hours of sleep from the nighttime. It really is sometimes like that crazy how that can work. I want to see, first of all, remember, if it's your kid fighting the nap, the second thing I'm going to look for is are they struggling to fall asleep at bedtime? They're taking a really long time to settle into sleep. And this is a little bit more rare, but it does happen. I sometimes see that kids are waking up super early in the morning. Like they are waking up ready to go at four or 5 a.m. and they just cannot go back to sleep. And sometimes in that early morning when I see that, it could mean that it's time to cut the nap. But if you're seeing any three of these things and you have a child who's about two and a half to even three and a half or of course older, then I want you to track what's going on see if you can find patterns in this happening consistently for about two to three weeks. And it may not be every single day, but if we can get like five out of seven days of each of those weeks they're fighting, then it's time to make a change. So now you've evaluated your child's age and what's going on. And you know, either yes or no, it's time to cut the nap. If it's no, all right, keep on napping, keep on having it because they need it. But if it's clearly affecting things, then yes, it's time to cut the nap. And It literally is like cold turkey, no more nap. But y'all know because you've been a part of this podcast, I am not about just blindsiding kids. They need to understand what's happening. So what I want you to do is talk to them and let them know, hey, oh my goodness, guess what? You don't have to take a nap anymore what? Isn't that crazy? Are you so excited? You don't have to take a nap anymore. And maybe you have a little party right now because they're so excited. But instead of taking a nap, you're going to have some quiet time every single day. And this is where we're going to talk about moving into some actual restorative quiet time. Quiet time is, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes, kind of depending on what your kid can handle. And we'll talk about how to build up to that. But quiet time is really important because they do need some restoring time to just Kind of renew their body. Everybody needs a midday break, so give it to them. So I definitely want you to institute a little bit of quiet time here. Um, It could be the same time as their old nap. Or maybe it could be a little bit sooner, depending on what's happening, but I'm looking for midday. So after lunch, we're going to move straight into quiet time. Um, Or if they're in a daycare situation, what we can ask for is, hey, can my child go into another room or can my child bring something quiet to play with on their mat? I've had daycares that will allow that. So definitely talk to if it's a daycare or a sitter, ask them what we can do because it's clearly affecting the rest of their life. (laughs) And we want to honor the fact that we need to listen to your child's body. So I want you to institute a quiet time in the middle of the day and let your child know this is what's happening. So if we're cutting the nap, we're instituting a quiet time. And if we are instituting a quiet time, this is no TVs, no phones, no screens, nothing like that. It's actual quiet, independent play. So I'm looking for like puzzles, books, coloring. My kid loves Play-Doh those uh, Melissa and Doug water wow things um, with the the water pens and of course playing and pretend and so you could do this in your child's room or you could do it in a common area really it depends on what your family flow is what's going on in the house we actually do our quiet time downstairs because as y'all know my girls share a room so uh, my youngest is napping while my oldest is downstairs having her quiet time so it doesn't matter where this is taking place but if it can be in their room that would be great however If your child is having quiet time in their room, girl, you need to monitor that because this is what's going to happen you're going to be like, oh, they're playing so well independently. They're so quiet. Oh, they're doing such a great job. And they're going to go in there and they're going to be crashed out sleeping on the floor. And you have no idea how long they've been doing that. So monitor them because I have absolutely had kids fall asleep in the middle of their quiet time. And we don't want that. Now, there may be times where you go in there and you're like, oh, ah, no, they fell asleep. And maybe it was just 10 or 15 minutes. That's not going to be a deal breaker. But if we get into like 30 or 45 minutes of sleeping or more, then, it can affect our bedtime. So if you're instituting no more nap, and we're going to do quiet time instead, your child is going to take about four to six weeks, probably more towards the six weeks to actually get acclimated to not having a nap anymore. It's a big deal to stay awake for 12 hours. I remember, y'all, there were so many nights where we put our oldest down for bed between 530 and six. And I know you're like, what, Becca, that cannot be possible. She cannot possibly have been falling asleep at that time. Uh, she did because she had never stayed awake that long. So yeah, if you're instituting a quiet time, taking away the nap, then you are going to run into times where your child and you know the signs are so miserable because they're so tired. And I would way rather you put them down early, like 530, than go get in the car and maybe run an errand real quick and they crash in the car and then you've just kind of ruined bedtime. Because it's all over after that. They're not going to fall asleep. They've already taken a nap. So, I want you to give them the gift of an early bedtime. It is that important. So, all right, you've taken the nap away, you've instituted quiet time, and for a couple of weeks, yes, you're going to have an early bedtime. This all depends, like, Becca, how early? I really can't give you like a formula like, oh, an hour and a half every night for three nights and then change it. There really is no formula. I just want you to know your kid. Be very in tune to what their signs are. My oldest would get so irritable, like so cranky, so whiny, but I know other kids who start to get really hyper and energetic and hilarious and they're overtired. So you all know your kid best and I want you to monitor that, but give them the gift of early bedtime and know that it's gonna take about four to six weeks for them to acclimate and be able to hang and be able to do 12 hours all day long, and then they can sleep 11 or 12 hours all night long because that's what their body needs. So that's one option is that we can take the nap away and institute quiet time, and move bedtime up early and get them acclimated to that. The other option that I've seen and worked with before is the fact that we can't take a nap away because they are in a school setting where they have a nap and it's just like, it's not possible there, you know, it's really the teachers cannot poke your kid awake um, or there's really no other option. They're going to take a nap or I have families that want to keep the nap and they can do a later bedtime. So yes, this is actually like option number two. You could keep a nap. If your child is easily sleeping in the middle of the day, then you could keep the nap. But what I want you to do is move bedtime. So move bedtime anywhere between eight o'clock and nine o'clock p.m. And again, I can't give you like the absolute magic number because every kid is different. But if they're sleeping for an hour or two during the day, then they're not going to be able to fall asleep at 7 or 730. You're going to need to do a little bit later. So figure out, maybe start early, like 8 or 815, and figure out when it is, when's the best time that they'll fall asleep quickly, i.e., in like under 10 minutes versus taking a really long time. So find that good time for them anywhere between eight and nine o'clock. And this option is really only an option if your kid is taking an easy nap, like you're easily putting them in the crib and they're sleeping. If they're like my daughter who was having like a circus in her crib, then there's really no option. Your kid is refusing nap, so we're gonna have to take it away completely. But wherever you are in this journey, know that this is like the next step and then just take a big sigh of relief because now you're through the nap transition. Now you're done. (laughs) And I know it's felt like for three years you have been just in and out of transition. And now, of course, we have a whole slew of things to get into for toddlers and preschoolers, but that is another episode all on itself. All right, so some ideas that I wanted to share when you've got this quiet time happening, um, I want to know what you're doing. So some ideas that I share with my clients are things like, hey, put a quiet time basket together, like get a container, um, take them to Target, like pick out a cute basket or cute container at the dollar store and put some activities in there, put their name on it, and that's their quiet time bin, their quiet time basket. They can only go get those things during quiet time. So that's an option. Y'all, there's so many other fun things that you could do. So show me and tell me. I want you to connect with me on Instagram at littlezsleep, and I want you to send me messages. I wanna see what you're doing for quiet time because it's incredible to see how you are really putting this into action, but then y'all have such great ideas. So show me, tell me so I can kind of curate all these ideas and then put them out for everyone to see. I think that'd be really cool. So head on over to Instagram at little z sleep, send me a DM message, and I want to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. And as always, y'all, if you're getting a takeaway from this, I love hearing your success stories, share your success story on the iTunes reviews, because it is a huge deal for people to see. I always tell my clients, it's a big deal to like read before and afters or get encouragement that this is a worthwhile show to listen to. I really, love putting it out for you. So I'm so thankful that you are here every single week with me. Thank you. All right, y'all have sweet dreams. See you next time.